Teléfono celulares, por favor. As I mentioned before, if someone arrived now or even later in the Holy Mass, staying even to the final blessing, they would not fulfill their obligation to attend Holy Mass on Sunday. Why? Well, the Gospel is an essential part of the Holy Mass. It cannot be skipped. But after this Mass, there are still two other Masses. They could attend one of those Masses. Also, if you're a visitor for the first time, welcome. Uh, this Mass, uh, the Mass we have today, is different from any other day of the year. This is the one that stands at the head of the calendar. This is the most important day um, in the year. Um, so that's why we, we pull out all the bells and whistles. Next Sunday, this Mass will return to its normal configuration on Sunday. It's an English Mass. Well, it doesn't sound English to me, like I said. Like I said. Okay? So, um, uh, the uh, bulletin, I'll just let you read that on your own. Um, the, um, and, um, of course, the cover of the bulletin is the holy face of Montepello. You see it over there, uh, just behind the Vatican flag. That's part of the burial cloths mentioned in today's gospel. The, the ones that were folded up separate, not with the other cloths. Yeah, the holy face of Montepello. You can read about it on page 7. There's a blog that you really ought to go and, uh, and visit. <coughs> la misa presente um, es um, la, la misa más importante por todo el año. El domingo que llega, comenza, regresamos a la misa um, lo ordinario. Um, in, um, la, um, la misa en inglés. Uh, disculpa pero es la misa más importante de todo el año. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloth, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, he saw and believed. In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. Uh, yesterday, um, almost a year after I had graduated high school, my mom's mom passed away uh, in 1978. Uh, she passed away on April the 4th. So I was thinking of that yesterday all day long, but especially last night when we had so many baptisms because my grandmother was my godmother in baptism. I hope one day um, to see my grandmother again in heaven. It's not automatic. Not for me, not for you, not for everyone. I don't care what misinformation is passed around on a daily basis, even in some Catholic churches. Uh, we have a hope of resurrection, not a guarantee. Uh, people today think there's a gravitational pull to heaven. Gravity pulls us down. I hope to go up to heaven. Yeah, you get the idea. Um, but think about it. So many have lost children, brothers and sisters, spouses, um, loved ones. And we just think that uh, such uh, belief that uh, one day we will see them once again in heaven, that that just automatically gets passed down to the next generation. You know, it's, uh, it's a bit like citizenship, patriotism. 
that gets passed down automatically from one generation to the next year, doesn't it? Yeah. How's that working out for you? It's not. It, it's not automatic, is it? It has to be taught. And when it's not taught, you have chaos. We see a lot of that going on around the world, not just here, but around the world. So when it comes to the resurrection of the dead, um, um, we should uh, we should reflect upon this day um, and especially um, remember it, uh, celebrate it, recall it every seven days on a Sunday. I know there are people here today who have been away from mass for a long time. Welcome. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. Come again next Sunday. And for all who are here and come Sunday after Sunday, it is our uh, it is up to us to uh, to study this and to pray about this and to speak about this to any and all. There's an ancient homily which I would recommend that you read just a few lines of it. You can find it in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Um, if you don't have a copy, you can type in Catechism of the Catholic Church and every paragraph is numbered. This paragraph is easy to remember. It's paragraph 635. 635. Um, I can just see somebody going home and looking it up and saying, I couldn't find that paragraph. He said it was paragraph LBJ. No, that's the highway in Dallas. It's 635 in the catechism, right? It's not paragraph LBJ. But anyway, the, um, um, the, the, the paragraph is an ancient homily from Holy Saturday Easter Vigil thousands of years ago. And it pictures Christ going into hell. Not the hell of the damned. The hell, the hell where those who are damned will stay for all eternity. This is the, the hell of the fathers. The hell of those who died before the gates of heaven were opened by this 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So Jesus went to preach to Adam and Eve, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, uh, all those who had lived before his birth. And so here we get to listen in to this conversation, and it is absolutely beautiful. And these are just uh, a few lines from that homily. Today a great silence reigns on earth, a great silence and a great stillness. A great silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh and he has raised up all who have slept ever since the world began. He has gone to search for Adam, our first father, as for a lost sheep. Greatly desiring to visit those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death, he has gone to free from sorrow Adam in his sin, Adam in his bonds, and Eve captive with him. He who is both their God and the son of Eve. I am your God, who for your sake have become your son. I order you, O sleeper, to awake. I did not create you to be a prisoner in hell. 
Rise from the dead, for I am the life of the dead. Isn't that a beautiful line? I did not create you uh, to be a prisoner in hell. I can just hear my father in those words. Um, after having sent me, my, me and my brother to bed, calling from the den because he heard us fighting in our bedroom. Don't make me come in there. Right? I did not make you a prisoner in I did not create you to be a prisoner in hell. Yeah, he he does not want anyone to be in hell. And he does not send anyone to hell. If anybody arrives in hell, it's because they have chosen step by step to arrive there. Um, hell is not automatic and heaven is not automatic either. So it's a choice. Um, these things should we should reflect on and speak about them with the generation behind us. Uh, about a, a year and a half ago, Pope Francis uh, was given an interview. And the interviewer started the, started the conversation with a very tough question. Here it is. Pope Francis, how would you describe yourself? That's called a softball. And he was, he was given a softball question. He gave a hardball answer. Pope Francis, how would you describe yourself? I am a sinner. That was a shock to a lot of people. See, the Pope's a sinner. There's a word in Italian. Duh. Right? The Pope's a sinner. The Pope's a sinner. See? The Pope's a sinner. Oh, how tedious. How juvenile. How ignorant so many people are. Of course the Pope's a sinner. I'm the only clergyman in the Catholic Church who is not a sinner. Exactly. I can see not all, all the people here are visitors. God did not create us to be prisoners in hell. He wants us to spend eternity in heaven. You can see the marks, uh, the blows on the holy face of Jesus. What are all those bruises there? Couldn't they doctor those up? You read about it, you find out these are part of the things he suffered for me and for you. He would have done it just for me. He would have done it just for you. But he did it for all of us. Uh, he didn't do it for our enemies, though. He just did it for us who are his friends. If I'm his friend, you can imagine what his enemies are like. Right? Look how we've mistreated him through sin. That statue over there by the holy face... With Jesus, with his arms out. That's the sacred heart of Jesus. That's an image which represents the resurrected body of Christ. The risen body of Christ. You can see the marks of the nails in his hands, his feet. Um, of course, the wound in his sacred heart. The artist even put in the, um, the, crown of, the marks left by the crown of thorns in his forehead. This is Easter when Christ rose from the dead. He did not die he did not slip on the soap in the shower. He died a horrible death on the cross because of my sins and yours and your children's and your friends and relatives. Uh, I do not want to be a prisoner in hell now or for eternity. I do not want that for you or your friends or children or relatives. I, there are so many politicians I, I disagree with when they say and or the I disagree with them 
and I don't want to see them in hell. Well, maybe. I'm just being honest. I have to fight against that, right? I'm serious. There are people who are intent upon doing everything they can to ruin this world, here and around the world. What? And I'm supposed to roll over and smile? <laughs> They're ruining the world. No. I want them to wake up. And if they don't wake up, I know where they're going to end up. Well, who are you to judge? I'm not their judge. I just know that if they stay on that same course, they're going to end up like that airline that crashed. Um, If you plot a course, you end up there. And that co-pilot... He plotted a course and he ended up exactly where he was. And he dragged a lot of people with him, didn't he? And politicians can't do the same, of course. But parents can too. So can priests, deacons, popes. Jesus says to us, I I did not create you to be a prisoner in hell. Has God left something undone? Did he not do everything possible in his power? By, by giving up all power to put death to death. Let's begin our lives by making the resurrection of Christ the center of our lives, especially by recalling it every Sunday, the resurrection of the dead. Hay una homilía tan antigua, tan cerca del tiempo de Cristo. Y es Cristo hablando con Adán y Eva, Abraham, Noé, um, Isaac, los demás que murieron antes que fueron, que fue abierto el portón del cielo por Cristo y su resurrección. Se va a Cristo para predicarles. Y me gusta tanto. En el catecismo uh, pueden encontrar porque cada párrafo tiene su número. Este número, 635, como la carretera en Dallas. 6.35 Entonces, aquí están uh, las palabras de tal homilía um, en la vigilia pascual uh, hace muchos años. Aquí está. Un gran silencio envuelve la tierra. Un gran silencio y una gran, una gran soledad. Un gran silencio porque el rey duerme. La tierra está temerosa y sobrecogida porque Dios se ha dormido en la carne y ha despertado a los que dormían desde antiguo. Va a buscar a nuestro primer padre como si éste fuera la oveja pérdida. Quiere visitar a los que viven en tinieblas y en sombra de muerte, el que es, la, el que es al mismo tiempo Dios e Hijo de Dios. Va a liberar va a librar de sus prisiones y de sus dolores a Adán y a Eva. Yo soy tu Dios, que por ti y por todos los que han de nacer de ti, me he hecho tu hijo. A ti te mando, despierta, tú que duermes, pues no te creé para que permanezcas cautivo en el abismo. Levántate de entre los muertos. Pues yo soy la vida de los muertos. Amigos, yo quiero pasar la eternidad en el cielo. Ayer 
1978 murió la mamá de mi mamá, quien era mi madrina del bautismo. Anoche tuvimos los bautismos de la vigilia pascual. Amigos, han, han perdido um, niños, hermanos, uh, papás, um, familiares, amigos, y tenemos que entender que el cielo no es algo automático. Uh, tenemos que entender que podemos marchar al infierno o al cielo. Pero la resurrección de Cristo Jesús, Cristo hizo todo para ayudarnos a llegar a nuestro destino celestial. Debemos cooperar con la gracia de cada misa dominical. Paso por paso estamos caminando arriba o abajo. Ojalá que vamos a pasar la eternidad con los demás de nuestra familia um, en el cielo. Pero si no, es porque no tuvimos la oportunidad de recordar cada ocho días lo que es más importante, la resurrección de Jesucristo. Si ustedes tienen algo más importante, pues háztelo. Um, pero, ¿hay algo más importante que Cristo resucitado? Creo que no. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo.